Hey, this is your love coach, Jackie Lore, and you're listening to the Crazy Love or Nothing podcast, where you'll find out how I stopped playing the game and found my person, the only person who ever made it past one hour on a date with me. It didn't take a long time to find him, it just took alignment. If you're ready to find crazy love, a love where you can be completely real and authentically, zenfully you, keep listening. So today I'm so excited to have beautiful, talented, freaking amazing Levin Rambin. How are you? I'm good. I'm happy to be here as a subject of your interview today. It's exciting. Oh my gosh. I have to tell you guys, and a lot of you will recognize her. She's been in a lot of TV shows, movies. One of my favorites, The Hunger Games, as Glimmer. When you slid into my DMs, I literally didn't even believe it was you. Like, what? Like, oh my God, Levin, are you fucking kidding me? And when I jumped on the Zoom call with you, I realized something. And I feel like so many women need to hear this from you because like they think, oh my God, my problems, nobody understands it. And some people don't have these problems. And what I love about you, that you're so freaking raw. You're so vulnerable. I connected with you. And I would love for you to share like some of your struggles that you were seeing and experiencing when I first met you, because I, I seriously feel it will inspire so many women like, oh, shit, like she's a human being. She has fucking same issues that we've gone through. So, yeah, um, sure. Yeah. I I mean, honestly, one of my issues was that that you said of like, oh, my God, it's Levin Rambin, like wanting to talk to me. And it's like that did not help me in my dating life at all because I was trying to be on the apps. Like I really wanted to meet like a normal person. And a lot of the times people thought I was like catfish or like fake. So they like would, or they would say like, you're too pretty to be on an app. Like, what are you doing here? And it just made me feel really like, or, or you're, you know, is it, this is really you like, you're, you're, what are you doing here? And it made me feel like shit, like, well, I just am a person and I just want love and I want re- true love. And, you know, it makes me feel isolated when, you know, no one can see that I'm like a person or, um, they're just too like starstruck or too, um, yeah. It made me question myself and doubt myself. Like, what am I doing here? Am I, am I making a mistake? <laughs> You right, know, right. it's wrong. Like, should I be like dating an NFL player or something? Like, but I knew deep down I didn't want that. So it was going to take like a very special person. Just to speak on that, what you said, because I do feel like that is seriously like I can imagine that. Like, you put yourself out there trying to connect with people and they put you on this pedestal. They're like, you know, and it's it's really hard to connect. And I'm all about emotionally connecting with people. So, like, I love when I connected with you, I got on the call and I was like, oh shit, but I didn't say it was shit to you. I was like trying to keep it cool, <laughs> huh? but, but I realized immediately, Levin, like, honestly, that you are freaking real. You're a human. I love that you were like, put yourself out there and connected. I was excited to help you, but I will say when I first met you, you felt guarded, right? Oh, yeah. I mean, I was so guarded from what I just told you that like, people were like, Oh, like you want love. I'm like, you, I don't, why aren't you dating Brad Pitt? And it's like, that just wasn't helping me to emotionally connect with anyone, you know? And, uh, so I felt very guarded from that. Um, I also felt very guarded from like 
past traumatic relationships that I had had that we talked about. Um, I had been single for five years. Like I had been dating and going on dates and, you know, one week here, two weeks, there, kind of a thing, but it never went anywhere because I was so triggered and so guarded all the time. And, um, you know, I had to work with you in order to figure out, figure that out. So I, I just, it was very unfortunate that I was in my own way all the time, but I've been through a lot with relationships and I take responsibility for, you know, what I can, but, you know, I'm sure a lot of people relate. Like I was, you know, kind of like in a really, really, um, toxic marriage and that, that, that rattled me deeply. Um, so I had a lot of factors that went into me being guarded. Yeah. A hundred percent. And I think also, like- also I didn't trust coaches anymore. Like I had some bad experience with coaches and, yeah. and this, and I was just like, ah, like everyone is like a piece of dirt, you know? So, <laughs> um, I just, I was very scared just in, in, in general. Yeah, no, I, and I felt it. And honestly, I was willing to just be really patient because I knew you were guarded and that's okay. I feel like I had to kind of break the wall down a little bit and just show up for you. And I think mm -hmm. that, you know, a lot of women have experienced this period, like how many times, you know, you're waiting for someone to show up for you and they don't, or you put your heart out there and they fucking smash it. So like, I, you know, I a hundred percent, I'm so happy that I was like, whatever pace you want to do, like, if you don't, it's okay. Like I'll show up for you whenever you need. And like little by little, you were able to open up to me. And I realized so many things that you were struggling with. So many of my clients, like, I feel like so many women that listen to this podcast are going to benefit because I, I think the self-worth, like realizing how freaking worthy you are. Um, people probably see you and they're like, oh, she's like, probably thinks she's like perfect and whatever. And it's like, no, we fucking all struggle with our insecurities and we struggle with certain things. So like, can you speak to that about your self-worth and all that? Yeah. yeah. I mean, I think, um, you know, people like, again, people say that, oh, you must have such an easy time. And that makes me feel even worse because I'm like, well, dang, like, I don't have a reason to be struggling with this or why is my self-image so far apart from the way people view me or, or something like that? And then I was like, well, are the way people viewing me based on superficial qualities, like my career or my looks or my Instagram, or like, is that even important? Like, is that what I should be basing myself worth on? Because it doesn't seem very solid to me at all. Um, and when I was doing that, I was attracting, you know, guys in the industry and player types and, assholes and um you know it wasn't like a solid feeling it was just sort of like a, a fake feeling and I knew I wanted to connect with somebody on a deeper emotional level but I didn't know how to do that um and yeah I had a lot of insecurities about like being damaged um from my relationships in the past um guys you know being intimidated by me or whatever that means um I yeah. mean, turning three was like a big one for me. I, I kind of was like, oh my God, like how much longer am I going to allow my past relationship to like run my life? Um, five years had felt like enough. And um, I was like, am I just going to 
wait around till I'm 35, 36, 37, 38. Not that there's anything wrong with that, but I just was like, I looked back and was just like, dang, like five years I've been like overthinking and like toiling and feeling like a victim and everyone else seems to have moved on except for me. So apparently this isn't going to get better unless I change something. So that was like a harsh reality pill just to swallow that I responsible for my own suffering at that point. Not to say I hadn't been through something really difficult, but five years later, it's on me, you know? So yeah. Um, I just had really bad beliefs that men were all disgusting, cheating pigs and liars. <laughs> yes. Um, I know. know. And yeah. It was my job to protect myself against these like ogres. So that obviously wasn't helping me. Right. So <laughs> No, and I, I feel like when you came in, it was definitely a lot of that victim mindset, which I do think a lot of people are doing that they don't even realize it. I love that you were able to receive because I am a freaking tough love coach for sure. But I think like that's one of the things that you and I, like, I feel like I always give it to you straight. I don't fucking sugarcoat. I'm like, we have no time to waste. Time is of the yeah. essence. So that being said, I do feel like, you wanted something deep and lasting, but mm-hmm. you had certain requirements of like some things that you, that were in your own way, like, oh shit, like you're blocking yourself from finding your person. And this is, so what are some things that I told you that you're like, oh shit, Jackie, no, <laughs> I have yeah, a no. in mind. You definitely were super tough love. Um, but at the same time, I need, to, I needed to be like shaked out of like a mindset that was hurting me. And, um, it was hard to digest at some times because I had been so long, like carrying this mindset or these beliefs around and you would be like, no, this isn't it. And I'd be like, what, you know, it it would take me a day or two to like, accept that even I could be like mistaken or that it was, it was meant to serve to protect me for a while, but it's not working anymore. Like, and it's time to let it go. And I was just like, oh my gosh, like what? So, um, yeah, I had, I had a list of requirements. Um, you know, I think with social media and like the feminist, you know, agendas around, um, it's not, not to say it's unrealistic expectations and standards, but it's, it feels now looking back, it feels more like a defense mechanism to protect yourself against evil men that are just trying to take advantage of you. Like this list of requirements of like, gotta be successful, gotta be tall, gotta be rich, gotta be hot, gotta be, you know, have no baggage, no, you know, gotta treat you like a queen in every second of every day, gotta, you know, or else fuck them, you know, that's kind of how I felt. And it felt like I was like going into battle every day and, or every time I'd go on a date. So, um, you kind of pointed me, um, how my ego was, um, those, those certain qualities were more ego, uh, related and weren't, um, necessary or facilitative of like a long-term emotional connection. And those things aren't really important. Um, and then I read a book called marry him. I don't know if you've heard that one by me. I gotta check it out. I have to check it out. No. Yeah. It's Mary. (laughs) by Lori Gottlieb, I think is her name, but it's talking about, so after we started working together and I started realizing that some of my, you know, list was like bullshit, like 
you know, in my mind, it was like Brad Pitt or no, or no one was good enough. And how emotionally unavailable is that? But your girlfriends like cheer you on with that. And they're like, yeah, bitch, like you deserve everything. And F him if he's not this and that, this and that, or that was my girlfriends anyway, but, um, and myself to other girls, I'd be like, F him if he's not, you know, da, 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 da. and, but I read I, at the same time, I read this book called marry him. And it was talking about how like those expectations are so unrealistic and it's setting these women up to be single and in, well into their forties. And, um, if you get like 80% of what you're looking for, 80% of the time, that's really good odds and like freaking marry him stop overthinking stop waiting for mr perfect um you know and like india they have arranged marriages where it's like you match up your values I'm not saying that's not promoting that but she talks about it in her book you know it's not that complicated to find a good match for you um as far as like your your values your goals and right everything else is like figure outable, but women are looking for this like perfect glass slipper of a man to just fit every single um, quadrant of wants and desires. And it's not realistic and it's leaving a lot of people like hurt. And so right. I realized I was that person too. And I was like setting men up for failure every single time I would um, engage with one or go on a date or talk to one. It was like the odds were already stacked against him. So yeah, yeah. I hear you completely. And I do feel like I and the things on someone's list, I feel like it's so important to evaluate. And like, I am not for settling when it comes to like what you really want, core values, like, are you really aligned? And so I, I do feel like, you know, when we first met, I was like, fuck all that physical shit, Levin, like the whole height shit. I was like, change that filter. Like, I, and you were like, no, Jackie, I am tall. I need to tell. And I'm like, trust me. I promise you, like, just trust me in this process because everything like, I don't, and I don't think people realize it is emotional connection is everything. It's gold. And like, it doesn't matter like that chemistry will come like chemistry is fucking crazy when you have that emotional connection. Right. right? I, I, yeah. And I feel like once I took all the physical stuff off the table, which, yeah, you were like, I was like, Jackie, but that means I'm settling, you know? And I, I just had the wrong idea of what settling actually means. Um, because everything is viewed as settling the, these days. Um, and you were like, just try it my way this time, like just this time, like just one time. And I was like, because I realized what I was doing wasn't working for me. Um, and once I took the physical stuff off the table and started reading about like working with you and also reading about like secure relationships and healthy men, um, I found chemistry, a lot of attraction through the way I was being treated by my boyfriend now like he was shorter than I would have like you know initially sought out um but the way he was showing up for me every single day before we had even met um on the phone and on texts and stuff um I was like well this is what I should be looking for like this is what I'm looking for now that I've gotten over my crap um and yeah, I, I found a lot of chemistry in the way that he was treating me, like um, really consistent, really reliable, like zero excuses. Uh, exactly. I, I found that 
attractive, you know? Um, yes, like a hundred percent. I love that. And remember you guys, like, and I always say this, like crazy love. People are so used to fucking toxic love and like oh my god it's so like sexy like I don't know if he likes me anymore <laughs> like what we want like we want to know like we want to know like it is sexy when a man knows what he wants and he like shows up his actions are aligned to his fucking words I'm like oh my god that's hot like talk dirty to me yes <laughs> yeah totally and there were times where I was like uh is he like too into me you know but I was like that is so like traumatized like coded like yeah. I'm so used to guys playing games with me or being not interested and I perceive that as games not interested for whatever reason whether it's it has nothing to do with me or they don't like me it doesn't even matter at the end of the day but I did find that to be attractive and uh once I started healing with you and like a therapist I was just like oh these are these are like wounded you know this is what I want this consistent reliable so even if I had doubts I just like pushed myself to like receive that from him and um it turned out to be exactly what I needed and wanted so very trust I got chills I got goosebumps because I see like you're so you know just being on this journey with you and just seeing from like one side to now I absolutely love that you were so open like you became like you're willing to put your guard down you're willing to lean in and I, I saw that you like challenge yourself because sometimes all of us are like, oh my God, it's so familiar. Like we don't even realize subconsciously we're used to toxic shit. So like, I love that you said that, you know, he was showing up for you. Oh, is he too into me? And like, mm -hmm. we're so used to the playing the games and we're used to the toxic things. So I love that you trusted in what you wanted, what we've talked about. Like, let me do something that's unfamiliar like this is strange this is different but this is at the end of the day what you wanted a secure yeah. attached relationship not a fucking mm -hmm. one filled with anxiety and like wondering yeah. so totally. how are how long have you guys been together now three months but it feels like three years <laughs> <laughs> uh we both that way like I feel like I've never been with anyone else in my entire life um we are like totally soulmates it's so crazy we are like so similar we have the same sense of humor. I'm, I'm basically living here now. This is a beautiful home that I, you know, I did have certain things on my list that seemed, you know, almost like too much, you know, but once, once I, and I, I think this is how like the universe works in a way, like once I stopped looking for the superficial shit, like the looks, the house, um, the lifestyle, that's when I found it in a weird way. You know what I mean? Like, I started focusing on the person's part, you know, the character, the uh, consistency, um, the like loyalty, you know, the trustworthiness, um, basically just the consistency and effort. I mean, I, and um, that's when all the other stuff came reverse. Why, you know what I mean? Like when I was focusing on the physical attraction, you know, having a great house, having a life set up, you know, more superficial qualities. I, I, I didn't, I wasn't finding that, but when I like stopped looking for it, I found it. Yeah. So I, I still laugh about that sometimes. Um, because I stopped being superficial with the looks and the status or whatever it may be. And then I feel like my, and I, you know, I gave some guys a chance that weren't, you know, obviously not my boyfriend now, but now I think he, he's, he's like so hot. Like he's like the hottest guy I've years and 
Um, it's just funny how it worked out like that. So yeah, no, no, I'm a, I'm a big, huge believer on, first of all, like alignment. I, th- I feel like your focus was on the superficial thing that were like, which a lot of people do. And, I, and when you took it off the table, it's not to say, oh, yeah, and now you're going to end up marrying an ugly guy that's like, no, like at all, zero. And right. I feel like when you focus on the most important things of values, I love that you keep saying how he showed up for you. He was consistent, reliable, something that women are just completely settling over and over is when someone doesn't make you a priority. And from day one, he's always made you a priority. Like, am I understanding that right? Yeah. Yeah. And okay. I, I feel I, like that that is something that and I want to be clear too because men will tell you or people will tell you who they are and what their priorities are from day one and and I feel like one of the biggest things that we always talked about was like the questions like asking questions and like digging deep be fearless like your uh-huh. person will not run away you're you know they will be intentional and say I'm ready to share my life with somebody not like I don't know I guess I'll just see what happens it's like what the fuck so that like verbatim I heard that verbatim um by so many guys before yeah I used to never ask questions on dates like I used to just play it cool be flirty um and try to look hot you know or or, or, you know and and try to assess every second if they were halfway decent but that was so anxiety producing and obviously there was no emotional connection um and I think what you're saying about like the consistency um I think a lot of women like gaslight themselves to believe that, you know, getting a text every three or four days is, is, is enough for them. Or like so many times that I hear like, well, he hasn't even met you yet. Like, of course you're not a priority. Like, or you guys have only been out one time. Like, why would he text you every day or call you? Like, you're crazy. You are too anxious. Like you are too needy. Like, you know, and so I thought that I, I I thought, oh, well, God, that's asking for too much. And I need to just uh, shove that part of myself down and accept these crumbs that I'm receiving because maybe this is as good as it gets. And um, but once I started working with you and consistency uh, started being something that I valued more, I could see a lot more clearly when a guy was um, even if he wasn't a bad guy, he just was too busy at that point of his life or he, you know, he was traveling or whatever. Um, if he didn't text me for three, four days, I started to see, oh, like, this isn't what I want. And there's no, this is not an opportunity for me to play mind games to try to get him like interested, more interested in me. Like, this is the time to say bye-bye. Like it is not, um, this is not, uh, a challenge. This is not a challenge I want to take on. Um, and it's not about me. It's the guy, like there is a guy, there are men, plenty of them who, um, are, re- are consistent as who they are. It has nothing to do with how much they like you, um, or how good you are. So I kind of always thought that if a guy wasn't texting me, you know, or calling me, I wasn't doing something right, but that's not it. And so when I met Dawson, he, he just showed up every single day without fail from the minute we matched. And I was so able to see clearly which guys in the past had not done that and who I had believed like, Oh, this is normal. Um, Yes. And you said a couple of things that are gold that I have to like Wait, everybody, I hope you listen to that because that scarcity mindset is a real freaking thing. And also like, just like, oh my gosh, it's just so hard out there. And like, wait a second, no. 
And when you start to lean into like the abundance, and I love that you're like, there's so many men that are, you know, but if you're, you know, you're just taking whatever you can get and you're like, oh, I'm asking for too much and all that, that the story, the narrative that we tell ourselves, you're going to be wasting time on the wrong guys. And so yeah. I love that you said, I was like such a proud moment. You're like, it's bye-bye. <laughs> It's like the faster you can see it, uh, the faster you can see that this is not a person that's aligned to you. That's why you got to ask those questions from day one. And he mentioned one other thing I have to say that you matched. And so many people are like, no to apps. So where did you meet him? Okay. So, I mean, I felt like before I started working with you, the apps were like a wasteland of anxiety and despair. Um, and like a self-sabotaging cycle of depression and, um, disappointment, um, which only served to reinforce the stories that it's so hard. And so this, and so that, and I didn't realize that I was being so passive in my approach, um, to dating apps. Like before we worked together, you were like, what's your list? Like what I was like, I don't have a fucking list. I just take whatever life you know, presents me and try to fit them into a mold. And when that doesn't happen, I'm upset and resentful um, and heartbroken again. So <laughs> I didn't know I had was the chooser here. I didn't know I had any power in the situation. I felt like helpless and victimized by the dating world. Um, and so when you introduced that idea of like clarity and, and taking my power back from you know, the big bad world of apps that are so hard and all the social media says it's so awful and every app and YouTube says it's so terrible. Um, and started viewing it in a more positive light, how it's like a tool and an endless resource, <laughs> like men just who want relationships and connection, but you're just like, um, you know, stigmatizing them into this like group of like horrendous, um, you know, men. I was able to say, okay, like, I guess it was, it felt like when I was like going on the outs, I was like going to a restaurant, like when I really wanted like pasta and like, it was every food in the world. And I was just bumping into walls and I just couldn't figure out how to get to what I wanted um, because I thought it was all this game of chance. But um, I obviously met my boyfriend on Bumble, which I still can't believe, but um, <laughs> like, I'm like, it's such a shock to me, but um my I will state also that I have this group of girlfriends who are like models and successful and beautiful and vibrant and young and they like forced me to stay committed to the apps because they all met their sweet husbands on the apps and I'm like if girls like you are on the apps out here you know giving it a go and y'all met your sweet devoted loyal ass husbands um, and I can see the proof in the pudding, like, and they are pushing me to keep it going. Um, if it's good enough for them, I can figure it out. So I, I, you know, with your help and with that, uh, I was able to push past my biases and my negativity. Um, but it's funny too. Like I, all, I had this list, right. I did, we had this list and there were guys that I was giving chances before I met Dawson, like uh, that guys that life was just kind of throwing at me. And I was like, well, you know, this, this is an opportunity to give this guy a chance. Um, obviously it didn't work out. Uh, you were with me every step of the way for that. That was really scary to give guys like a real chance, not just write them off or assume the worst. Like, um, 
I was showing up for on these dates and I was going about it in a different way and asking, you know, tough questions. Like, what are you looking for? What are the things that are important to you? Like these questions that people like never say that on a first date. And I'm like, F that after working with you, I'm like, say it on a first date. Like even my brother was like, if you ever said that to me on a first date, I would have run away. And I was like, good. I wouldn't want to be with you because you're awful. Um, and, and you're my brother. So. Well, you know, it's like someone like, <laughs> I, I know. Just- I care a lot off people and I'm really happy I did. So I, I wasn't, yes. um, but yeah, we freaking met on bubble. Oh, what I was going to say was I did have this list. I was very like intense. Maybe I overcompensated in the beginning with asking the questions because I was so, um, I just was still figuring it out, you know, and I was, maybe I did was a little intense, but whatever, who cares now? But, um, I was look. I was always looking at like, what school did they go to? What's going on in the background of the photos? Like what, how, you know, how old are they? How tall are they? You know, what does it say their level? You know, I was, are they on vacations? Like I was always looking at these like crazy um, qualifications on their, on their profiles and, and, tr- and reading into their answers and like taking them apart. Um, and when I let go of all the superficial stuff and I had my list, Dawson had barely anything on his profile, Jackie. I don't think I ever told you, but like he had like pictures of him and dogs, like holding up dogs, like two dogs, then his huge dog, Peggy, as like a, one of the main pictures. And, um, but wait, he didn't have any- but just to say a dog lover was absolutely important and on your list. And a hundred percent. I agree with that. I agree with that. I fucking don't. I, I think it's actually bizarre when people don't like dogs. Like I'm like, what is wrong yeah. with you? And you're a I'm, dog lover and owner. So yeah. Huge animal lover, dog owner. You know, the guy I dated before Dawson actually didn't like dogs and was like scared of dogs. And I was like, okay, this isn't going to work. And I know that's yeah. so crazy, but like, um, dogs are a huge part of my life. I want to have more dogs and I love animals. So if this, this isn't aligned and I'm sorry, this is like not going to work out. But, um, so Dawson barely had anything written on his profile. Um, but I saw the dogs and I was, I was kind of like in this moment of like, God, I've been trying so hard to match with the perfect match on here. Um, or in other, you know, other guys I was dating in real life. Um, I kind of was at the point where not, I, I had not given up, but I had felt like a lot of these dates were very like kind of tough and disappointing. And I was just sort of like, Oh, like, I just want to, guy. I just want to meet this dog. Like, honestly, like this dog, he has, he has like 180 pound dog. And, um, I was kind of like in the space of like, all right, I know what my list is. I've been practicing it on these other guys. I'm tired. Like I've been working hard on these dates and, and it hasn't worked out. So I'm swiping, um, on 4th of July and, and I was giving more, I was saying yes to more guys because of what we had talked about and just being a little bit more ease with my rigid rules. And I saw his dog and I was like, and he, he was cute enough and he was holding two dogs and then there's a dog picture. And I was like, yeah, whatever. I, I just, that's a cool dog. Like, I just want to meet this dog. Like, honestly, I don't care anymore. <laughs> And it ended up being like the love of my life. And he had nothing on his profile, nothing like that would have been like a winner or at anything. Like he had no like cute line that he had on there. No funny little witty thing. Like I just was, I, it was my energy. I was in an open state. I was in a trusting state and believing state of like, you know what? Like it's going to work out. I know what to do now. Like who cares if this isn't the one, like just be more open and to the, to the process of like possibility and, 
I didn't put any pressure on this one, you know, I just, cause I, I don't know. And so the minute we started talking, I swear I knew, like, I just knew because we had the same sense of humor, the same texting style. Like there was never like an ick, ew moment with him. Like I was, he never said anything like off-putting. Um, I, love and I was that. like, is this like easy where we're just like talking, like we're best friends for 10 years and, uh, like so that's how it happened I love this and wait a second that's so important because the energy you had with him when you met like we're chatting the you were like you felt like you guys were best friends like it was so easy right yeah. you're saying I think that people like don't value the like they don't realize that like sometimes people are thinking it has to feel hard it has to feel draining but when you are actually talking to someone that you're aligned with like it's your person it's like oh my god this is so easy this is so fun like this is so great like this can't be it right <laughs> like, what? Or, yeah yeah I mean I I was still dating this other guy at the time but it was so, he was so awful to me that I was and I could finally see that he was being awful and it wasn't just me like he kind of flaked on me for fourth of July which is why I was at home alone kind of upset but he kind of flaked on me on fourth of July and I was really upset. Like, I was like, damn, this was supposed to be my 4th of July. And he's kind of like being lame. But what I didn't do was go meet him and go take an Uber across fucking town and put myself in danger at 930 at night because yeah. he waited to text me until nine o'clock. Like, I said, no, I was like, I'm not going and engaging with this stupid type talk, like cycle anymore. I want to be with a guy who would never wait till nine o'clock on the day that we had plans PM, by the way, to text me where to go and then be like, Oh, like I, we're on the boat. Like I was like beside <laughs> my, I was like, um, yeah, I'm not coming. So I'm not coming. I finally have the self-worth to be like, fuck you. I'm not coming. I'm not putting myself in harm's way and getting in an Uber to go across town and meet you. Um, we had already been dating at that point and it, it was so disappointing and awful that I was like, uh, old Levin maybe would have like tried to play games and go there and show up and make out with this friend or whatever. But I was like, I'm just going to remove myself from this talk, this cycle and just sit at home. And it's 4th of July and I can hear people partying, but I don't care. I know what I want and it's not this. And, um, I was upset, but I wasn't going to let it, I was just like, okay, this is a bye-bye moment. Like, and, you know, people would tell me I was crazy. Well, it's just 4th of July. He didn't know. I don't give a damn. Dawson, my boyfriend now, would literally never. Like, he won't even let me go to the grocery store, like, alone. And, like, he's like, let me, what do you need? What do you need? Like, and he goes and buys it. Like, um, yeah, yeah. He and did. I, um, that existed, sorry, sorry, sorry. but then, so, you know, 4th of July was a bummer. But then I started, I was just on Bumble, like, well, I guess I'm going to leave yes. this guy. I just wanted to say yeah. about that because that guy is telling you, it's not like he's such an awful person. He's just telling you what his priorities are and you're not right. it. And it, and right. I love what you said earlier. And I, oh, and I wanted to say that again, is that it's not like, it's not you. It's like anybody it could be any woman that he is dating. He would have gone wherever he was going, boat and friends and whatever bullshit and put you like oh yeah and by the way like come meet me now like at night and so like I feel like 
so many times we were like, well, what can I do? Like you said, the game, what can I do? What did I do? What can I do to make you sh- love me or choose me? And you'll be waiting a long freaking day. Like that will never yeah. happen. I love that yeah. you were like, okay, you you tell me where your priorities are. It's not me. Perfect. Bye-bye. And I love that you just made space. I love that yeah. you, in- you intentionally said bye-bye. Like you're like, okay, I'm done with that. And I'm going to be able to have space to receive someone else. And like God, universe, always looking out for us. And they're like, oh, look, Levin has been intentional. She's ready for something real. Like, obviously, I was bummed. We had been dating for a couple of weeks at that point. Um, and he kind of was acting like lame for the couple of days. And I was like, this is, I can't do this, Levin. Like, don't do this. Don't chase this guy literally across town get in this cycle with him um and so that meant I was home alone on fourth of July you know when I had this like romantic plan idea and I was just like eating food and watching tv and swiping and when I matched with Dawson um he like messaged me back right away and I was probably like 10 o'clock on 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 fourth of July at this point um and what I was used to was like guys partying I'm not all of my homies on a boat like and um he, I was like, Hey, what are you up to? And he was like, Oh, I'm just with my animals watching Vikings, you know, at home. And I was like, I love that. I, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I was like, he wasn't trying to sound cool. He wasn't trying to sound like he had a bunch of cool, fancy plans. I love that he was by choice, like chilling with animals at his house instantly that was like a turn on to me like yeah I don't dude um who's trying to even act cool um he's definitely acting like you know such a loser and I was like because at the end of the day I was also alone at home and I was like if I'm being honest I am too like I'm not trying to impress and say I'm at some cool party I'm not um I got ditched or whatever so that was like gold to me when he said that I was like I've wanted someone like that who's not afraid to just be like yeah like I'm at home with my cat and two dogs like it was just awesome I absolutely love this I love this I'm so freaking happy for you I can't tell you when after you matched with him and started chatting how much later how many days later did you guys finally meet so he was living in Austin. I was in Houston at the time, but I knew I wanted to move to Austin. So I was already trying to pick matches that would be in Austin to kind of, I was going to get my own place. I was going to move here and start dating guys here. And um, so we FaceTimed like a few days after we matched and started talking. And um, so we, we FaceTimed, uh, we, we started talking on like a Wednesday. I think we FaceTimed on Sunday. Um, and I kind of blew it off a couple of times, or like, I kind of blew it off the first time. Cause I was like, well, maybe, you know, I don't, maybe it's not as good as I thought. And then he fought, kind of followed up and I was like, all right, let me give it a chance, you know? And so, yeah, I, and it wasn't, so yeah, we, we, we talked on Sunday. Okay. And then and when did you guys, start? yeah. So after that, it was sort of like, I was still kind of planning on moving to Austin, but I wasn't sure yet. And uh, I was kind of getting my stuff together. And I think it was like maybe two weeks after, like, because we were texting every day that we were texting every day. And um, I didn't like Houston anymore. I was ready to move on. I really didn't want him to come there and take me out. Like, I was just ready to go to Austin and be in Austin, have that be my life. 
So, um, he never like pressured me or was like, so when are we meeting up? Like, it was just a really easy flow conversation. And he was like, can't wait to meet you. Can't wait to see you kind of a thing. Um, or he'd be like, when are you heading back up here? When, when are you coming back? And I just didn't know yet. But then I mentioned wanting to see the Barbie movie and he was like, maybe we could see it together. And I was like, oh my God, a guy would go see Barbie with me. Like <laughs> what? That's how much he cares. And like, again, he had been texting me every day and multiple times a day at this point. And so I was like, yeah, let's go see Barbie with this guy. Like we'll drive him to Austin. I was like, Hey, like, let's do it this weekend. And so this was two weeks of full chatting every day where I finally believed that this was like a real, you know, guy who was showing up for me every single day. Um, so yeah, I came up to Austin, um, and saw Barbie with him and, yeah that's what happened I absolutely love that he was like let's go see Barbie <laughs> like, and he like so said sweet. thought of buying the tickets and I was like oh my gosh like this is happening um yeah so and then I, you know, yeah sorry, we sorry, saw Barbie saw Bar well the fact that he was even down to see Barbie was showed me so much like maturity too like not even that he was into me but he's not gonna be like no I never want to see that freaking movie like he was like <laughs> Whatever I wanted to do is what he was going to do. And he could just suck it up and be a man and go see the damn movie. So we went to see the movie and it's obviously very triggering for men. And it just like kind of laughs at men, which I think is hilarious. And I was so concerned about his, what re his reaction was going to be. And um, so we got out of the theater and he was like, I was like, what'd you think? He was like, I thought it was funny. I, he was like, it was really funny. Like I, I was great. Like, he wasn't offended. He wasn't triggered. He wasn't going to blast it. I was like, oh my God, this could be the one. Like, <laughs> how to like take it on the chin and, and, and not be offended by it and have a million opinions about it or be like, that was weird. Like, he was just like, oh yeah, it was funny. Like, men are, you know, dumb sometimes and we're just supposed to take it and it's great. I, I like, absolutely wow. love that reaction of his because it shows that he's a secure man. Like literally, yeah. as Will actually enjoyed Barbie movie. He saw it with me and the girls. Like it was like awesome just to see his reaction too. I feel like the biggest things about you guys, and I just feel the energy with you, Levin. I love it that you have been so authentic and real with him. It felt like even going into the movie, you guys were already emotionally connecting like prior, which I always think is absolutely huge. And I love that that you like Barbie movie is a great date idea because it could totally trigger the fucking wrong guy. And you're like, okay, bye bye time. So I love that you're aware of that. And you're like, okay, eyes open. I'm listening. Like what, you know, you mm -hmm. asked him, you know, so I feel like I'm so pumped. Just last question before, because I'm dying to know. And I think the women would love to know when you guys met, I'm all about taking things slow physically. It's mm -hmm. all about the emotional connection and like, just keep that consistent have you followed the rules of Jackie Lore taking things slow in the beginning when you first met? I mean, I think I did more so than I would have. Um, so I, yeah, we had been talking for, it might've been three weeks at that point. Like, <laughs> now you're, like, you're adding time. Now you're adding time. <laughs> like, but let me pull my whiteboard, um, do, the, do some, run some numbers. Um, it was two or three weeks, but so we saw the Barbie movie and um, I ended up staying at his house that night because he lives out on a ranch. But I was like, 
can I stay here? The Barbie movie ended late. I don't want to drive 45 minutes back to my, uh, we had, we had went to dinner. We were talking, you know, then we were watching something on, you know, Netflix or watching the smartless thing and less laughing, having a good time with the dogs. And I was like, it was like 1230. And I was like, so I think I want to sleep here. Um, is that okay? But I'm going to sleep in your guest room and you're not going to come in and you're not cuddling me and we're not doing any of that. Is that cool? And he was like, yeah, like whatever you want. And so he had like two extra bedrooms and I fully slept in his guest room. Um, and there was no like funny business at all. And then I left and went back home on, on that Sunday. Um, and I, told him like, I'm not having sex with anyone unless I'm in a committed relationship. Um, and I, I didn't even know if I believed that, but I just said it because I was going to, I needed that at that time. Like I was like, I don't need any more sex. I need a committed relationship. And so, um, I mean, my God, yikes. So, um, I need I my love that. more random sex. Like it doesn't matter to me anymore. Um, and so I think it was a few weeks after that, that I came back and we had been talking every day, building that emotional connection, FaceTiming every day at that point. So I was really suing who he was. And so I came back like maybe 10 days later and we had just grown so much emotionally on the phone. And, um, and so I, you know, we were kind of making out and, and, and all of that when I was here and I was like, Hey, I'm not like, if we're doing this, that means we're in a committed relationship. And he was like, done. And so we we like decided to do that like um I love it and he wasn't like I'm not ready for a relationship how many oh, fucking no. guys do that right hell no. Uh, hell no he was like I'm he basically said I think on the first weekend like I'm I'm in like so this is it like yeah we're, <laughs> whoa dude like whoa like slow down mister but after the second uh trip I was and I was like I was like, look, if I'm going to make it work with somebody, it's going to be him. So it might be kind of early to commit, but I had literally been dating for five freaking years. Yes. I had, after you and I started working together, I, um, I had gone on more dates, like maybe three or four or five dates with guys. And once I had that list and I had that clarity and I met him, I was like, well, th th this is what I've been looking for. So am I supposed to keep looking? Am I supposed to keep dating? Like, I, this is literally it. So I guess like, let's do this. I mean, yes. this, isn't that so it was committing like very soon, but after five years of dating and, and, and then another, you know, several months working with you, I was, I was sort of like, I don't want to date anyone else because you are the things I've been looking for. And if it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out, but I, let's do this. Let's try this. Let's do it. And so been three I, months happier than ever. And so, yeah, we committed pretty soon, but whatever, you know, no, no, but this is that I have to say something to that because you said I recommitted pretty soon. I am all about alignment and not freaking timing. And you actually like knew, like you were saying, yeah, all the clarity you've got done the inner work. You felt like this is totally aligned to you. I am all for committing early. We'll fucking propose six months in that after yeah. we're official. What I'm saying is yeah. that like the whole timing shit is like, trust yourself. And you did. And I love that you did. I'm so beyond proud of you. I like absolutely love, love working with you always. You're like an inspiration to so many women are going to hear this and they'll be like, oh my gosh, wait a second, there's hope. And I, and I really value this 
whole interview with you. I absolutely love you. You know this and I appreciate you. Oh, and you're coming to the wedding for sure. He's like, Jackie is my, like, I've told him about you. And he's like, she's, she's, what do you say, babe? Guardian angel. <laughs> Does he want to pop his head? And he's like, he doesn't crash the call. Want to crash our podcast? Huh? You want to crash our podcast? He's, he just went for a six mile run. So <laughs> he doesn't have a shirt on. Oh God. His eight pack is going to be exposed. Um. <laughs> Your eight pack is welcome. <laughs> God forbid. Babe, get over here. Everyone's going to go log in, oh. like sub- subscribe to the YouTube podcast now after this. He's now making his protein shake. Sorry, guys. He has his whole little Ken morning routine where he's like, I love six this. Months. Yeah, I, I love to. He can take it too. Like, I totally give him a hard time and like laugh at him you know, in like a sweet way. But oh, here he comes. You guys are the cutest. He's looking good this morning. This is my baby. Hey. We had an awesome interview. We had, I loved hearing it. Yeah, sorry. Say. My sweat love. I love it. (laughs) Thanks for crashing, Dawson. Thank you. And thanks for making her so happy. You guys are the cutest. Rocky, ask him a question from a male perspective. Like, it's so interesting. Like, how Matter or dating like i want to hear it oh my god stop this is actually a great idea dawson if you don't mind i'll ask you one question because yeah. everyone's so used to like playing the game and being surface level and like levin had really one of the biggest things was like how to get deep and like really get that emotional connection and be freaking fearless what was your impression of her when you started chatting online and her asking some probably real questions chatting online like I'm, I'm bumble yeah, yeah and then like when we met and i was kind of like asking you know we, well, we, we went deep right well when i saw her in person for the first time i was like okay well she's a dream just go all out <laughs> like what are you gonna do like be cheesy be real and she already she liked my realness from the jump and uh, she let me be myself and i commented on her humor and and we we really linked up that way we, were, we spoke the same language and uh, I could tell she was funny, but I had no idea how funny she was. And then uh, <laughs> when she got here, yeah, I fell for her right when she got out of the car. <laughs> so I was just like, okay, well. But I remember when I asked you, like, do you want kids or what are you looking for? Like, I asked you those things at, and and I asked you questions at the beginning, but it didn't scare you, I don't think. It didn't scare me. Um, but <laughs> I, when she asked about kids, I was like, I don't not want kids. She was like, I do want kids. And I was like, yeah, I totally want kids. I, I don't know why I said that. Yeah. And I, really? and I, felt like- I gave him permission to be deeper and realer too, because I was, mm-hmm. he, I was like, do you want kids? And he was like, I don't not want kids. And I kind of was like, eek, eek, eek. And I didn't say anything. And then he wrote, do you? And I was like, I do. And he was like, I totally do too. I don't just, I don't know what I was like. I don't know why I said that. Like, I absolutely do. Like, yeah. And she okay. gave me, she gave me one freebie and I've been, I've been honest ever since. No, no, no inhibitions. No, uh, since then. But Dawson, let me ask you, did you say you're, you weren't sure because like you were worried that you would scare her away or. Yes, absolutely. Wow. Like I, I love. Yeah. And I, like, but because I was so honest. And I was like, yup, I do. Like zero like hesitation. He was like moments, like I do too. Like I just was afraid to say it. And like, 
it gave you permission to be more yeah she green lighted me for initially and then she because i think he was used to kind of not playing games but not you know i don't know like not being as authentic in the beginning well i i i uh i crashed and burned on a few people before and uh it was you know i felt like the message was play hard to get saw a few like sponsored youtube ads that just hunt you down <laughs> that give you horrible advice you know and if i would if i i remember i remember i watched this something that came up it was, it was a partial ad because you had to pay for the rest of the, the vital information it was prepared it was getting ready to provide you that would have torpedoed me with her <laughs> but i was like oh, i get it That's, I, I get it i will do this and i will not fail next time and then i met her and i was like mm, sorry i gotta be real and she she told me like yeah that was the that was the right thing to do and then she kind of told these stories about some guys that were trying to be your suitor before me and they had taken that on youtube advice. yes and they played hard to get she me. leveled them and just said yes yeah, sorry try again with somebody else and i and it was it was haunting to know how close i was to, to making that that fatal mistake yeah it still kind of scared me to talk about it now it just it's like okay it, it but yeah, I went with my heart. Yeah, no, he, I, I felt like I, because I had, we had talked and I had been talking to him whenever he played a little hard to get, I felt like I called him out like right away. And cause I, the guy before him, uh, which we've talked about, he admitted to playing hard to get with me. Cause I called him out too. And I was like, listen, we had plans and then you kind of flaked and then you've been gone for a week and you haven't called me. And like, what is that? Like, I don't, I'm not into that. And I feel like you're into me, but your actions. And he was like, Oh my gosh, like I'm playing hard to get every, all my friends tell me to be the asshole and no girl likes the nice guy. And I was like, well, that was a mistake because when you were, while you were playing hard to get, I had a guy come into my life who has shown up for me every single day. And if he, if he ever played a little bit hard to get, I called him out and he was like, yeah, you're right. Like, and he had zero like um so I, guys i think the main takeaway there's from definitely it, a lot of bad advice being, lot of being advice sold out there for men and, too uh, and i fortunately didn't take the bait and she walked into my life and yeah i don't game over i'm done here like i don't have to you know we can talk about it but it's you know no, but like this is gold. This is gold, Dawson. And I love that you said, oh my God, it's like haunting to even think about what could have happened in your life. If you took that fucking awful advice, you could have missed out on the best like love of your life. Like, oh but my God, you're yeah. Bad advice out there, but there's also a lot of really good advice with you because you you changed Levin's life, and of course, now it means you changed my life. What a sweetie, God! Yeah, <laughs> I'm on the floor. Jackie's on the floor. <laughs> I, I don't have the goosebumps. I am like, I can't, I can't with you guys. I love you guys. I literally am like chills. I love you guys. Thank you so much for doing this. Your story is an inspiration. This is fucking gold advice for people to be honest and authentic and fucking fearless. I love you guys. I cannot wait to be there at the wedding. Hell yes. Hell yes. <laughs> Send you guys so much love. Bye, guys. Thank you. Show them your cards. Show them your teeth. Show